0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision-free big book study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a Recover Compulsive Overeater. Today is Friday, March 31st, 2023. Today we're reading from the big book. We're on page 70. We're reading, reading the fourth and last paragraph, starting with, in this book, you will read again and again, ending with big chunks of truth about ourselves. Today's readers. They are, for the steps, we have Joni, Joni C., the 12 traditions, KS. Reading the text is Tenzin P., page 164 is Anne M. We have a backup reader of Nancy R., newcomer greeter Barb W., and second-hour host Leslie M. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, March 30th, 2023, the 7 a.m. meeting uh, Eastern Time was 20,107. That's two zero one zero seven. The ten a.m. Eastern Time meeting was twenty thousand one hundred and eight two thousand I mean two zero one zero eight. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is the fellowship of individuals who share experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting for our own contributions Always Fifth Tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practices of 12 steps and 12 traditions of overeaters anonymous. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask at Joni C. to read the 12 steps.
1: Good morning. This is Joni C. from Minnesota, gratefully recovered but not cured. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three,
0: Thanks, Joni. Next up is KS with the twelve traditions.
2: Good morning, this is KS Recovered in North Carolina. The twelve traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me serve.
0: Thank you. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing the topic and literature we are, literature we are discussing. And that uh, you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as impulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement... Right, sorry about that. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and our readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by sync pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study in the big book. We're finishing up how it works. We're on page 70, the fourth paragraph, And it starts with in this book, you'll read again and again, ending with big chunks of truth about yourself.
3: And I've asked Tenzin P to start us off today. Mm, uh,
4: Good morning, everyone. Tenzin P checking in from uh, New York City. In this book, you read again and again that faith did for us what we could not do for ourselves. We hope that you are convinced now that God can remove whatever self-will has blocked you off from him. If you have already made a decision and an inventory of your grosser handicaps, you have made a good beginning. That being so, you have swallowed and digested some big chunks of truth about yourself. Okay, I start my little timer. Wow. Uh, So I was thinking today's the last day of March, and um, this is the last paragraph of this amazing chapter, how it works. And uh, tomorrow we go into April 1st, you know, in America, maybe elsewhere, it's called April Fool's Day. But from here on in the book, it's not about being a fool. It's really uh, doing the work, of recovery, and for me, it's for the rest of my life, you know, imperfectly, um, but for the rest of my life. And um, there are only four sentences in this last paragraph that, uh, what of what has been an incredible dynamite chapter, and um, the power God has talked about again and again as we've first. First, at the beginning of this chapter, that started with rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. So there's a lot of hope right from the beginning. And then uh, the third step is talked about uh, in terms of making a decision to turn our will in our lives over to the care of God. And then the 12 steps are laid out. Because before this, in all the chapters before this, while we were talking about the first step and then the second step, in um, you know, uh, in the doctor's opinion, Bill's story, there is a solution, and we agnostics, just before this, we weren't talking, um, it wasn't they weren't being named as the steps, but here in how it works is where we start to see the whole structure that we are being um, uh, so blessedly exposed to. And from here on out, okay, so next sentence, We hope that you are convinced now that God can remove whatever self-will has blocked you off from him. So self-will and self-centeredness is what has kept me from connection with uh, God, as I understand God, and has kept me from connection with other beings. And um, being convinced is what I learned in this program. It's not so much in how I feel, but in how I behave, what actions I take, uh, doing a fourth step is an action. Doing the fifth step, which we'll talk about in the next chapter, is an action. And uh, the next chapter is called Interaction. So let's see. Um, not any room, any more room, really, for all that I wanted to say. But I wish all of us the courage and the power and the connectedness with ourselves and with others as we continue to uh read our way through the next chapter and work our way through the steps. I think I pass and wish everyone a good day.
0: Thanks, Tenzin. That's great timing. So we're going to open up the the line for sharing. And although though we value your experience, even you share it every third day. So if you share it on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, please step back and let others have a chance to share. Uh also I'll let you know if I don't hear you. And if you could one at a time. The best you can. I know it's tough. So who would like like to share?
5: Anne Marie M. Anne Marie. Jen A.
0: Jen. reva P. reva
4: kf
6: <clears throat> Grace B.
0: So there's two there. Do that again one more time please.
6: Lauren Grace B, New Jersey. All right,
3: Loretta Lyman, H. Grace. Kamela K. Loretta. And I got Kamela. And K. Okay. Let me just see what I got. I think
0: that's a pretty good list. We got seven. And we'll, whoever else will try for the second round. Amory M. Jen A. Reba P. Lauren Grace B. Loretta M. Cormellogy K S. All right, Anne Marie, you're up.
5: Good morning. Thank you, Russ, for taking the meeting. Appreciate you. And uh good morning, everyone. This is Anne Marie M in South Carolina and I am a covered compulsive overeater. Gratefully through God's grace and by working the steps. Um so I I liked um the idea of the first reader who just um reading line by line uh of, of explaining this i wish she she had time to finish, but um this book um read again and again faith did for us what we could do now what we can do for ourselves, and I think this whole paragraph talks about trust, and I do not need to understand god i don't I don't even know if it's possible to understand him because it's my god is just miraculous and so i just trust trust that he's he loves me and he's doing what he wants uh, what what i need i just i just trust that um and that god can remove my my self will which is blocked in, god can remove all of my defects at his at his discretion and and i do believe that I don't think they. I, I think myself will, will bring those character defects back, and that's why so much that I need to stay connected to him. Um, and to make this, um, make a decision. So that that third step basically is making the decision to continue with this process, and to and to trust him. So um, it's really pretty pretty. Simple. Um and I like that uh if you had made a de- oh, if you have made a decision in an inventory of your grosser handicaps, I just find so many people that want to do this perfectly, this the, the fourth step that they need to do get every single detail of their life. And that's not the intention of this. It's to get the gross handicaps out of the way and then As time goes on, believe me, after I did my fourth step, I found other character defects that I needed to deal with. And I I dealt with them through through God's grace that I am willing to look at myself. So I'm so grateful for that. Um, And I've made a beginning. And this is just the beginning of a lifetime for me of changing the way that I was to becoming the way that God wants me to be to become the woman that he wants me to be. And I can do that. If I do the work, God does the rest. He does the changing in me and I need to do the work. So I had to take a paper and pencil and write down these things. And, um, and it works. I, I feel like I'm changing for the better. And every day I am getting connected to him and staying connected. And that is the big difference. I, I, Kept on relapsing over and over again, and it was because um, I would talk to God, talk to God in the morning, and then I wouldn't talk the rest of the day. So staying in contact with Him. All right, thanks, thanks, Russ. Bye. Thanks,
0: Anne Marie. Next up is Jen A, followed by Reva
7: P. Hey Russ, good morning. Thanks for taking the meeting. My name is Jen A. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater here in Colorado. How it works? This whole book tells me how it works, but this chapter defines it, and it ends it with this promise. It's the 25th promise listed in How It Works, the chapter, Um, and, you know, it's telling me here that I have an allergy of the body, I got a twist of the mind, and I have a spiritual malady, a hole deep down in my soul, and, um, you know, I filled it with food. I'm not filling it with food anymore. I'm not filling it with the behaviors. I'm not overexercising or gulping down pills or potions. So what am I going to do? I'm going to look at me. And when I look at me and I am convinced that God can remove these defects of characters that are standing in the way of my usefulness to him and the people about me. You're going to be freaking surprised when you get on the other side of this, right? Like I today am just continue to be blown away by how this inventory process works, how it keeps me unstuck and how it keeps me um sane and sober. Um you know, change is always temporary for me. I could go to the counselor, she could give me a few tools, she could make me feel good for an hour, I could leave, right? Um, I could go to the gym, i get high off of exercising for a few hours, and then i leave. i put the food in my mouth, um, I'd get relief from it for a little while, you'd think I'd get relief, but I wouldn't, I kept eating more. This process works. This process helps me uncover, discover, and discard all the things over to my God. And when it says here that God can remove all of my defects of character, you know, that's the beautiful thing. Then I can stand in the sunlight of the Spirit. I no longer have to look at the fact that I'm incapable of functioning because I've got this spiritual malady in this hole deep down in my soul. I've got a God who's got to guide me, direct me, love me, show me. I mean, it's so amazing. So amazing. Like every morning when I've listened to the meeting, I continue to think to myself, wow, and this is why we do inventory. I continue to put pen to paper seven years later, every day, all day. Why? Because I gotta get out of myself and remove myself from the equation. God transforms me. It's an inside job. He's the one doing the deal. That's the miraculous. And there's no earthly explanation for a miraculous process except for this. So I keep sticking with this twelve step program. I worked the 12 steps and the traditions to the best of my ability um, and lived them out, you know. And um, somebody was asking me yesterday, well, give me an example of a four-step that you did. And I said, oh, okay, let me think of one I did last week. You know, God removed it so clearly from my mind and my brain and my soul and my being. I couldn't even remember what I had written on the week before. That's freedom. I don't even think about it anymore. And that's my timer. But that, will pass. Thanks, Russ.
3: Thanks, Jen. Next up is Reva P. followed by Lauren Grace B.
8: Good morning. This is Reva P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. So what struck me in this paragraph is God can remove whatever uh, self-will has blocked me off from him, which is basically, for me, the whole purpose of the inventory process. It's a great reminder. You know, I, um, I'm i powerless, I need power, and I'm blocked from power, and I need to get unblocked. Um, and I love so many times in these um, couple of paragraphs, it talks about beginning and commencing, because um, if I have made a decision, so like steps one, two, three, and I've written down um, my grosser handicaps, step four, I've made a beginning. And I remember when I first came into program, everybody was talking about step four, step four, step four, it would seem so overwhelming, it was such a big deal. I never really heard about the rest of the inventory process as being part of the process to remove what's blocking me. Um, so it's a beginning. But if I don't continue on with, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I'm not going to get unblocked. Um, so I got to keep moving, which is what the next chapter's about. But what strikes me the most is faith has done for us what we could not do for ourselves. And it's in past tense. It's already done. The people who wrote this book, they've had that miracle. Um, And it's just a reminder for me to reflect, you know, faith, God, power um, has done for me. I couldn't get through, I take for granted now sometimes, I couldn't get through 24 hours without doing the Groundhog Day thing and, you know, trying to starve earlier in the day and then binging the whole um, evening until I fell asleep, um, usually with my clothes on. Um, I couldn't get through 24 hours. um, And there's been many 24 hours. Um, And I can list many, many things, getting through all kinds of uh, challenges. um, But i could never do for myself but the other half of this is god doesn't do what i can do for myself and i have to continue to do the work um, that's listed out in the next uh chapter um and i also remember being so focused on outcomes you know the weight the body the goal the this the that and this is telling me all i have to do is continue doing the step work and then god takes care of all the outcome stuff god works out all the big stuff i used to have it backwards I tried to get to the goal um, without doing the the work uh, before. So um, yeah, every time there's a challenge and I start off with, I can't, the sentence reminds me, God can, but I gotta do the work. Um, And with that, I pass.
3: Thanks, Reva. Next up is Lauren Grace B followed by Loretta Ann.
6: Good morning, everybody. This is Lauren Grace B, L-O-R-E-N from South Jersey. It's great to be on the meeting this morning. What a wonderful paragraph. Um, so many things hit me. It's just the beginning. So when we finish our fourth step, it's just the beginning to a amazing, wonderful life that we have in recovery. There's just so many gifts. Faith did for us what we could not do for ourselves. This is just a a miracle, um, in my life that God grants me the grace every day to abstain from eating compulsively. And God also gives me grace to work the steps the first time through, including a 4 step, the great, you need, you need grace of your higher power to be able to get through those steps. And, um, and God gives me grace daily. He removes the self-will that blocks me from him. And this is truly the miracle for me is uh, continuing to work four steps and ten steps that I have the opportunity to find out what's blocking me from God. I get to see my part. And this is what's so different in recovery. I used to always be able to see everybody else's part, but not my own. And that kept me stuck and not experiencing God to the fullest. Um, God shows me how I'm trying to play God, how I'm trying to control others. And to me, um, the most amazing part of being um, unblocked is an opportunity to work on my fears, both in the fourth step and the tenth step, uh, because fears are almost always at the root of my acting out. God, in the fourth step and the tenth step, how would God have me be? Not what would God have me do, but how would God have me be? And this is an opportunity to pause and pray. God always gives me something amazing when I ask, how would you have me be, God? And then after that, gives me more loving and reassuring words that God is in control and that I can leave the situation in his hands. With that, I'll pass. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Lauren. So before Loretta comes up, I'll just let you know where we're at. We're on the last paragraph of how it works, the fourth paragraph on page 70. And we are reading, in this book you'll read again and again, ending with big chunks of truth about ourselves. All right, Loretta, you're up.
9: Thanks, Russ. I think it's Loretta H., but if Loretta M.,
0: no, so it's nobody.
9: Hi. It's
0: you. Hi. It's I'm me.
9: Standing. Okay. Thanks, Russ. And, of course, thanks to everybody on this line along with my precious God, who is saving my life today, Loretta H., recovered in North Carolina. So it talks about um, what we could not do for ourselves. I have been blessed with the physical food abstinence for 22 years. Grace of God, grace of God, nothing to do with me except taking these actions. And um, grosser handicaps, I call them my perpetual perceptions, my isms, and he has done this. But I had to make that decision to um, turn my life, which is my thinking, and my will, which are my actions, over to the care of somebody bigger than me or much more with much more power, even though I have the power within, And so I call myself today a trust fund recipient when I use the third step prayer, because I've made that decision to trust, which is an action to move on with these steps. And then I find out who God wants me to be. It says someone, when he found God, he finds himself and I'm, so grateful for the shares because with this program, I do have freedom. I shared last year year at this time, I thought I was going to be paralyzed. And today I am, today I I can walk a lot and live my life just in such um, grace and mercy. And last year, I really just had to trust And as a result of that trust and belief that if I did the work, everything would. It says it'll solve all your problems. And I done the steps last year five times to get out of these perpetual perceptions because because of the situation. I didn't. I didn't blame everybody, but I really hated myself for making the decision I did that caused the um, almost being paralyzed, and I had to really look at it just like I looked at eating and drinking and everything that I had to take responsibility for what I did, and as a result, I did, and today, I'm happy, joyous, and free, and my life is a miracle, and God did for me what I couldn't do for myself because last year, I wanted to die, but in dying, one finds, and today, I found God, and with that, I passed.
0: Thanks, Loretta. Next up is Carmela G., followed by K.S.
10: Thank you, Russ. Thank you for your service. Thank you for everyone on the line. My name is Carmela G., and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive over either for today through the power of and gift from my higher power that I call God. We hope you are convinced now that God can remove whatever self will has blocked you off from Him. It took me over six decades to realize that it was only God that could remove and untwist my self controlling will. To do what I wanted to do and to discuss with a million humans because the more people I had to reinforce my crazy ideas the stronger I felt and it was truly the weaker I became it was only when I totally trusted that one power making him the foremost the number one to go to, giving it to him and trusting. And it was through this program and working these steps that I was able to do that and then get unblocked. It was God who was able to remove all that muck and sludge that I could not think or process any thoughts correctly first through abstinence and clearing the brain of my drunk my drunk food and second through clarity of thought by removing my willfulness provided every day i work the program and surrender to him and the end result freedom and joy. And if I surrender every day, God will handle it all. And the joy and surrender provides that peace and serenity that I don't have to worry about a thing. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Carmela. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, next up is KS, and then we'll go for American and other this.
2: Good morning. This is KS, Gratefully Recovered in North Carolina, and that's K with an E on the end. Oh, what wonderful, Sheriff. I'm not sure what else I can add. Um, but I was looking at this um, at the bottom of the page, you know, after, after the words, and I wrote, a bunch of words that start with self and this was from a while back i'm just going to read self-will self-gratification self-reliance self-control self-knowledge self-seeking selfishness self-denial self-help and um those are words that i have lived every day and are are an outgrowth of um, of my selfishness and my self will um and someone said um, anything with self in front of it is a problem and um, this this past few months, as I've been working um my inventory and you know throughout throughout the time uh as things come up, um, I had a real uh moment where i felt like My higher power really let me see the depth and the breadth of my selfishness, and it was not fun, and it's it really was painful, and I had to look at things, behaviors, and attitudes, and thoughts that I have had for decades that have affected my life, the life of those I love, certainly contributing to my compulsive overeating, Um, and I felt that. Sense of um, just almost despair. Like this is this is terrible. I, this is how I really feel. It's not that I'm not able to act unselfish. I can act unselfish. I can act like I really care about you and that I want the best and want to want to help and you know with with people in my life. But the bottom line is,
11: I don't really care that much.
2: That is really painful. I love my family. I love the people in my life. I'm not a monster. <laughs> but when it comes right down to it, I'm all about me. I'm all about me. And that has been what has been the rudder of my life. And so to see a little glimpse of that reality has been really painful. But what it also has done is led me to believe that I can't do anything about that. There's nothing I can do to change that. I'm absolutely powerless that, over that level of selfishness. But I have a higher power that can do this, that can remove this. And little by little, whatever, however he wants to do it, um, God can come in and sort of scrub that grimy buildup and that sludge, like someone said, and start to create something new. And that's what's happening. And every time I realize that I just have to thank my higher power that, number one, for doing this thing, And number two, for helping me see that I can't do it. And that, of course, relates to my powerless over other things, including, of course, food. I do think it's funny that the last line in this paragraph says, uses the word swallowed and digested. (laughs) That's particularly good for us. But anyway, I'm just so, so grateful. And uh, someone else says, um, God says, thank you, I'll just finish with this. Uh, God says, you made the mess and now it's too hard for you to clean up so I'll remove it, and with that, I'll pass.
0: All right, Kate, okay. thanks a lot. So we're gonna open up the line for sharing again, and although we value your experience yesterday, many we're shared every third day, so if we've shared the past few days, please step back. Um, and we are in how it works for The last paragraph, page 70. In this book, you read again and again, ending with big chunks of truth about ourselves. Who would like to share on this?
12: Uh, Blanca B.G. G.
9: Tracy G., North Carolina.
0: Blanca. Tra- tra- Tracy. Who else?
13: Lisa O., Massachusetts.
14: Lisa O. Nancy G. Bajo, Massachusetts.
0: Marge. Nancy, Nancy... Uh, <laughs> Excuse me, Nancy, what was the first the initial of your, first, uh, your last name, first initial? All right, I got Blanca BG, Tracy G, Lisa O, and Nancy, I think Nancy C, I think, and then Marjo. Let's go with that for now, and if we got time, we'll take a third round. All right, Blanca, you're up.
12: Hello, good morning. Thank you for taking, um, thank you very much for taking the meeting. Hello, brothers and sisters in the program. <clears throat> you know, I've been hearing one word a lot this morning, which is so lovely. It's amazing. A couple of people keep repeating that word amazing. And that, that gives me great solace because to know that I too, you know, if I, if I keep steady in, in the program, that and let my higher power lead the way. That I will find amazing because I really would like. I really love that word, <laughs> and I would like to have that. Uh, <clears throat> I'm thinking of uh, a singer, Luther Vandross, wrote a song called "Love Is So Amazing," and it, it certainly is. Um, I'm having some challenges in my life, um, health issues, and and things of that nature. Uh, my granddaughter too is having some problems, and you know that is when I have to go on faith. And everything I've heard this morning reminds me of that. What I have to go on faith, which is easy to do when things are going great, but not so easy when when life is backing us against a corner. And I don't do well when I'm backed up in a corner. I I don't. I become a person I don't like when I feel like I'm. I'm losing my options in life. And the only thing that can can remind me that I do have options, the better options, is this program. Keep going towards the light, going towards the light. I want a happy destiny. I do. I want that, but I have to work at it every day. And when I try to do it my own way and go on my own fuel, well, clearly that didn't work in my life. And it's not working now. <clears throat> so once again, I uh, that continues to be a challenge to me. But hearing your shares inspires me and lets me know that that's what faith is. Continuing to go towards faith, even though and and believing in God, even though it's not always we feel like, how do I believe in something I can't physically see? or feel. And that's where this program comes in for me. Um, on that, I'll pass.
0: Thanks, the Next up is Trace Tracy G. Followed by Lisa O.
11: Good morning, everybody. Tracy G. from North Carolina, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. It's a great paragraph for me. It reminds me that faith did for me what I couldn't do for myself. And my self-will had blocked me off from him. Um, The big book talks that my real issue is lack of power. And am I convinced? Absolutely. Because the last five years, based on my experience of chronic relapsing, has shown me so. But in step three, I made a decision, not just a desire, a decision, a firm decision, to turn my will and my life over to the Spirit of God. Why? Because I believe that he is my refuge. I believe that he will lead me and guide me. And he has shown me in step four the truth about myself because he's truth. And I trust him. I trust his unconditional love. My life is now in his hands by his power. He is good. And the reason he's good for me is because my disease of being a compulsive overeater, honestly, he gave me a healthy fear of God. Um, because in the food, I am powerless and my life was unmanageable. And I proved that over and over again with my experience. But when I'm willing to be abstinent just for today, there is freedom and peace, not only in the food, but especially with God. He's good because he showed me that I am selfish and self-centered, and that is what blocked me off from the sunlight of the spirit. I didn't know that. I didn't know what I didn't know. But today, by the grace of God, I can be strong and courageous. I can be willing to do this work. I can put my hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. And just for the day, just for this moment, this present moment, one minute, he'll sustain me. Why? Because I am willing to depend on him. I'm willing to have prayer and meditation every morning. I'm willing to say I have a new employer now and I'm not that person. I'm willing to be in his presence and power. I know he has a place for me. I'm no longer depending on the food. I'm depending on this program. I'm depending on my faith. And it's a program of action. And there's more work to be done. And with God's help, I'm going to endure and persevere because faith without works is dead. Thanks for letting me share.
3: Thanks, Tracy. Next up is Lisa O'Fall by Nancy. Star one, Lisa.
13: Hi, my name is Lisa. I'm um, in Western Mass, and I too am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And I just want to share quickly um, an example of um, what my faith did for me that I could not do for myself. I work at a school, and I was approached by the fifth grade teacher to do the fundraiser for this class for a trip they're going on, and they are going to sell the world's finest chocolate bars. Now, that is my trigger food. That's my red light food. That's my nemesis and I binged on these foods when I was in school and I remember the panic that came in just in my head oh my goodness no <laughs> but you know I listened I heard and they store them all in the office because we don't want the kids you know to just freely have access to them and so I you know I did some step tens I prayed and I just turned it over I just turned it over and I just, I'm in awe to this day that I had 3,000 of those bars in my office, and I might as well have 3,000 pencils. There was no faults. There was no cravings. There was there was literally nothing for these boxes. They're literally just boxes of stuff in my office, and I did not do that. That is so God working in my life and removing that from me because those were things that I cherished and loved and worshiped um, a long time ago. And thank God, you know, I don't do that today. And so I'm just, thank you for all who share, because it reminded me, here's a great example, because there's still some boxes left in the office that I'm faced with every day and, and God removed that fear and that desire and those cravings from me. And I'm just so, so grateful. So thank you so much for letting me share.
0: Thanks, Lisa. Next up is, I believe it's Nancy C. Hey Russ,
14: good morning. Yes, it's Nancy C. Recovering in Ann Arbor, Michigan this morning, and God, what an amazing meeting. Um, This paragraph reminds me that this is a program of subtraction, not addition, and it's subtraction on God's time, not my time. And I spent so much of my life adding, 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 the next brass ring, the next brass ring, the next car, the next promotion, the next friend, whatever it was, I... Spent time building up building up building up And this program has taught me this far in the steps that now I need to start subtracting I need to start looking at what I what I added and ask God to remove those from me to start pulling things out of the closet so to speak so that I can start getting it filled with God because it says um You know, again and again, that faith did for us what we could not do for ourselves. Oh, my God, how dark it is before the dawn, but how beautiful it is to see God opening a channel and giving grace. And grace for me is oxygen. And the more grace I let in, the more he starts letting go of what I held in self, self self-centeredness, self-will so tightly that I couldn't get that oxygen from God. I'm so grateful you guys have shown me the way. I'm so grateful that I am here trudging with each one of you and know that if I keep doing what is suggested in this book, I follow the recipe, I follow the breadcrumbs, that I will be unblocked and I'll find that sunlight of the spirit, which we all want to live in and what God designed us to be. So I'll keep subtracting today and hope everyone has taken something off their plate, giving it to God and getting something much better. And with that, I pass.
0: Thanks, Nance. Um, Next up is Marge. Got to read my own handwriting here. You're up, Marge.
15: Good morning again. Thanks, Russ, for taking the meeting. Um, This is Marge, Massachusetts. Recovered and uh, learning more about myself by the day and that swallowing big hard truths about myself. I didn't even know what the ham they were talking about when we used to read that section. And even when we read, this was years ago, but when we used to read the 12 steps at every meeting, and then we would say, you know, that whole line of, oh, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, I really didn't understand that. I didn't understand that the work before, that, that in staying in 10, 11, and 12 is what really would, would help me to be living in recovery. And I didn't like knowing about myself. I spent a lot of years eating and spending money and driving around, going places, so that I didn't have to sit with myself in all these big chunks of truth. And yet I've been shown the way, and I've shown the way that that you know my higher power will remove what isn't necessary for me to live in the in the light, and I think that for a day at a time, I've been blessed with that, especially through visions and learning more and more as because of the way we we read this book, so with that, I pass except to say I'm eternally grateful. thank you. Thanks, Marge.
0: I think we could do maybe three more, two more, two more
3: shares, if you like. Who would like to share on this?
16: This is Heather from Orlando. Can I share?
3: Heather. And what's the first initial of your last name? Take uh, one BK. more, Lisa. Lisa right. Binky.
0: Go ahead, Lisa. Uh, all right, Heather and Anissa. Heather, you're up. Star one, Heather.
16: Hey, I'm Heather. Uh, compulsive overeater and food addict from Orlando. I'm,
0: and I. I'm just going to show their last name real quick. What's your first name? He... Sorry, H. Name? H. Awesome. Thank you.
16: Um. Gonna... I uh, am so thankful for this meeting and uh, so much of what I heard resonated. I um, particularly was reminded of um, a story that somebody shared reminded me of my own story. I was a teacher for 20 years and uh, I used to um, you know, eat all the things that I would give my students as rewards uh, for doing whatever in my classroom. And I would order things uh, for tutoring sessions after school to, you know, encourage them to come. And the the miracle of this program um, was not that I could keep myself from eating them once I became abstinent. The miracle was that I didn't even salivate when the food was in front of me. And, you know, that's not an every single time, uh, but... The majority of the time that I didn't even salivate like that's not something I could control that is not something I could claim self-will or just you know being good enough uh, and staying away from something and you know like you could assign it to Wow Heather did a good job like that was just a miracle that my salivary glands didn't <laughs> didn't produce and that my stomach didn't start hurting you know I'm like every cell in my body wanting that thing that I got for the students and I, I remember my sponsor letting me listen to uh, some tapes. And one of the tapes said, uh, the guy said, you know, I had to put the plug in the chug and then God would relieve me of the thirst. And I thought, oh, I had to stop eating and then God would relieve me of the hunger. That, And not the natural hunger that I had when I just needed to feed myself, that deep, painful hunger that empty leg syndrome that nothing would ever be enough that one bite would always be too much and one bite would never be enough of my my alcoholic foods. and so again I'm bringing it back to there's other things that I'm struggling with in my life in the same way that I struggled with food and I'm feeling very bereft that I will ever be free from them but these meetings remind me that I am for today free from the deadly disease of compulsive overeating and I have been relieved of the obsession of the mind and the craving of the body for those things that were poisoned to me in the form of food. And I'm eternally grateful for that. So thank you very much for letting me share.
3: Thanks, Heather. Next up is Lisa B. T.
17: Hi. Um, uh, thanks, Russ, for, for taking the meeting. Um, my name is Lisa B.T. I live in the um, Toronto area um, in Canada, and I am a very, very grateful, um, recovered, uh, compulsive overeater. Um, it took me a long, long time. Um, I, I put a great deal of trust in um, the program, in, in the literature, in the fellowship, so on, and yet saying the word recovered was always um, like, yeah, but, but am I, but like, you know, and all that kind of thing. And um, I feel today in listening to the shares, which have been amazing, um, this sense of um, things that are removed, right? Things that are, taken away even understanding when I first read step six and seven I really like really like but don't I need to be a certain thing to get ready for things to be taken away and like deserve them and all that kind of stuff and the that I would say has been the biggest thing that's been removed like I don't need to know how how it works in the sense of anything beyond what I need to do and the rest I can leave up to my higher power um and i had this image of that you know trudging the road um of happy destiny i used to think it was too happy destiny which i i, I think that that changing that small um word like changing to to of really changes everything for me as well and i have this image of you know just there's this sunlight and as i trudge this road not alone um but with many others, um, I can I take off? You know, I'm from Canada. Can, can I take off my winter coat? Do I need that? Do I need those heavy boots? Um, do, you know, do, do I need all the things that I habitually think I need that will keep me safe? And um, just in case I need them, that sort of thing. Um, that's what food always was. Oh, it's always there. It's always there. I can always go to the store. I can always get it, you know, it's my safety if I need it, that type of thing and so so I'm just loving this one of the, the strands today that I've heard is um, letting go things being removed um, putting things down um, the notion of subtraction and out of that comes this immense um, paradox of suddenly there's so much so that's what I wanted to share. Thank you very much, and I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Lisa, DT, for sharing. You're gonna be our last share. We thank everyone who shared in this meeting today. Um, please join us for a second on recording our study meeting the following, the following closing. Um, also, it's the end of the month, we thank everyone who did service for this Friday meeting. Uh, it's a privilege to be able to do this. Not everybody gets a chance to go to a meeting and be a part of one. All right, so the the reference number for today, the share ID, Friday, March 31st, 2023, is 20,
1: 20,110,
0: We will now close the meeting with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by a Serenity Prayer. Anne-Marie M., could you please read uh, our, our book is meant to be suggestive only to keep you until then.
5: Yes, thank you. This is Anne-Marie M., Recovered for The Eater in South Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggested only. We realize that we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation... What you can do for each day for the man who still suffers. man who is still sick, I'm sorry. The answers will come if your house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him